Hey, what's up? It's Chris here. And after 15 years in business and 10 years of doing business online, I finally done a first. One thing that I've thought about on and off for years, but have never actually pulled the trigger until just recently. And I want to invite you to come and check it out. Yes, that's right. I've officially become a vlogger. If you'd like to follow along on my adventures with our weekly vlog, where I show you the behind the scenes of my life, my business, and what I'm doing to grow it and to affect as much positivity and change in the Youpreneur business world, all you have to do is head over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Chris Ducker. Go check it out, leave a comment, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Now, let's play that funky music. Hey, it's Chris here, and I've got a quick favor to ask you. If you've not reviewed Youpreneur FM on iTunes yet, can I point you in the right direction to do so? You see, reviews and ratings on iTunes are among the most important metrics for a podcast to rank well, something obviously that every podcaster is striving for, myself included. And as you can probably appreciate, it takes a lot of work to produce this show each week, and it would mean the world to me personally, if you were to just take the one minute needed to leave a quick review, which you can do so by simply visiting chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes. Thank you so much for doing so. And on with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. A place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 313 of Youpreneur FM. Thank you very much for being with me. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always. And you, my friend, are in the right place if you are an entrepreneur that wants to build a business based around you, your expertise, your personality, and the people that you want to serve more than anything else in the world. Yes, this is the world of the youpreneur. Welcome. Today, we've got a great show lined up with Pete Matthews from Meaningful Money. And we're going to be talking all about his journey and how he's used his personal brand to not only grow his business, but also further his personal professional career and finally realize the dream of becoming an author. Oh, yes, it's going to be a great show. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. 
So myself and Pete met a couple of years ago at a conference in the UK, and I was instantly drawn to him, not only because he came across as obviously very knowledgeable and professional, but also because he was in an industry that can sometimes get a little bit of bad press, and he seems to be doing everything right. And we're talking about the financial world. Now, Pete, amongst other things, is a blogger, he's a podcaster, he is a financial advisor, and he runs you know, several different businesses. However, today we talk about his journey on the personal brand side of his business and what it's meant to him to build that personal brand, what it's meant to him to realize one of his big goals of finally uh, publishing his first book and what he thinks it's going to do for the future of his business. It's a great conversation filled to the jam-packed top of this episode with one value bomb after another. So grab a notebook and a pen. You're going to need them because here's myself and Pete. Enjoy. So Pete, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Great to be here, my friend. Well, it's fantastic to have you, mate. Now, I can't wait to dive into here uh, on on everything we're going to cover today. Your journey, Meaningful Money, the new book, the podcast, the blog, the world domination that is, (laughs) Pete. I mean, let's really, let's just dive straight in. I think that, you know, the listeners of Youpreneur FM uh, are, you know, they they love a good old-fashioned this is how I've done it story. Um, and I think with, you know, with, with the release of your first book and your new book, you know, only just a couple of weeks ago, um, this is perfect timing here for us to kind of, kind of recap how you got to where we are right now. Um, and also obviously what you're planning for the future on the back of the book and all that sort of stuff as well. So give us the, um, you know, give us the, 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 the field notes section side of things and, and what, you know, what you've done and how you've got to where we are right now in terms of developing your consulting business, the niche that you're in and that sort of type of thing. And then we can deep dive on a few different bits. Cool. All right. So uh, I am a chartered financial planner, also a certified financial planner, depending on where you are in the world. Those two things kind of mean the same thing. So I'm celebrating 20 years in uh, financial services this year. Now, if you'd have asked me when I was 18 what I wanted to do, I never ever in a million years would have said, you know, I'd like to be a financial advisor. But (laughs) anyway, here we are. But you know, having done the job for what, 12 years, something like that, a few things came together. You know, sometimes like fate just throws stuff at you. A few things came together, which took me in a slightly different direction and really three things. So the first thing was that people in various different scenarios in my life, be that at home with the kids who were a lot younger than uh, school as a school governor at church or whatever, in different scenarios, people said to me, Pete, you know, you're really good at explaining things. And it, because a few people in different settings said it, it kind of started to go in, you know? Sure. So that was that was the first thing. And then I also I kind of came to a realization. I got to a point in my career that I thought, you know, I'm pretty good at my job. My clients are getting richer, which means the fees are going up, which is all good. But I didn't kind of want that to be it. You know, I wanted to sort of leave a bit of a dent on the universe rather than just helping rich folks get richer, really. And in the sort of around about that time, this is sort of 2009, there was some legislation on its way in, which was basically going to remove access to decent advice for a massive swathe of the population here in the UK. So I wanted to do something more 
uh, and help more people than I could ever do one-to-one. And then the third thing that happened was I read Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. And obviously, the many people listening to this will know that book and the premise essentially that, you know, your message now, you can get it out there for free or very nearly free. And if it's any good, people will listen. And, you know, I was watching him on Wine Library and thinking, you know, I can do this. Uh, well, I, you I mean, you mean drink wine on YouTube? You could do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, there was no wine involved. Um, <laughs> I did crack a bottle of champagne for my 100th video. But, uh, but you know, Good. so I, I, um, I bought a flip cam, the little high definition. Do you remember about the size yeah, of a pack of cigarettes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set it up uh, on, on the prom down here in Penzance, down, down at the seafront at 7.30 in the morning because I thought that nobody would be around to see me. And I basically talked to it for two and a half minutes and said, I'm going to explain how money works, really. And um, yeah, just sort of carried on from there, really. Ended up doing 300 videos. Uh, then fell in love with Pat Flynn, your great friend, and uh, listened to SPI and uh, Cliff Ravenscraft as well. And basically became a podcast consumer and thought I can do that too. And uh, that's when really things really, really started to take off for me. So I want to note something here as well. It's so very, very important. And so many people, I think, forget about the importance of continually, um, I guess, putting ourselves into situations where we can ultimately not only just learn. I mean, we all know that in order to continue to grow, we have to continue to learn, but also put ourselves in the positions and situations where we learn, but we can obviously learn how to take action based on what we learn as well. And we're very clearly pointing out, I, I found Gary, watched him on YouTube, decided I'm going to do YouTube videos in my niche. I found Pat and Cliff on their podcast and decided, oh, I can do that too. It's a beautiful world that we live in. And I think some people don't get that and they need to start getting it more and more and more because the world needs to hear what Pete can share with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, I've always found being a consumer first gets me super excited. So now I am devouring. Well, I've been watching uh, Casey's Neistat for a couple of years now. Peter McKinnon, these rising YouTube phenomena yeah. and just thinking, man, I, I want to get back into video, you know, and he just inspires me and excites me. I love doing the podcast. I still get a massive kick out of sort of turning up in front of the mic every week. Um, but I want to add more and more stuff to it. And I find that by consuming first, I think, how can I make that mine? How can I do that my way without just trying to copy? But um, it's certainly worked well for me in the past. So watch this space regarding the video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I mean, look, we all know video is huge. It's going to continue to get bigger and bigger. Um, you know, from 2020 onwards, Google is saying 80 plus percent of all content consumed on a daily basis is going to be in a video format, whether that's recorded, whether it's live, whatever. Video is what everybody is going to be consuming going forward, plain and simple. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to kill podcasts. I still feel, actually, that podcasts haven't even really come into their own yet worldwide. But, I mean, in the UK particularly, we're we're a little behind in the UK Mm -hmm. in regards to that type of consumption of content. And uh, it's going to be very interesting what happens with people like you and I and others that tune in here that are UK entrepreneurs and podcasters already established in the podcast world, like – you just keep doing it, everyone. Like mm-hmm. this is going to go mad. I feel mm-hmm. like here's an analogy for you. I feel like, and I was thinking about this the other day. 
we're we're all people have been doing this for a while so far, particularly podcasting, but also video. I feel like we're we're stationary on the side of the beach, on the edge of the beach, on a surfboard, and the wave is coming our way. <laughs> all we got to do is just stand on the bloody surfboard. The wave's going to pick us up. You wait and see, my friends. A couple of years from now, that wave's going to hit. Just stay your course. It's going to happen. Absolutely agree. It's just a phenomenally exciting medium still. And having done sort of 300 videos back when, you know, YouTube was quite a lot younger and getting some engagement, but not a great deal. Mm. The difference between that and podcasting, I started podcasting in late 2012. And the difference has been insane. The difference it's made to my business has just been, I mean, like chalk and cheese. I see video obviously being massive. I mean, you'd have to be an idiot not to believe that, but I absolutely agree. Podcasting is special somehow. That ability to talk directly into somebody's ears and get inside their head is super powerful. So let's talk about that then. Let's stop breaking things down. You say it's changed your business per se. How exactly? Okay. Well, it took me 18 months of shooting videos and about 150 episodes of talking about, you know, what is a pension? Uh, why should you have an emergency fund? How do you get out of debt? So simple stuff, right? It took me 18 months and about 150 videos of doing that for somebody to get in touch with me. And they sent me an email out of the blue. And these people are still clients now. And uh, he basically gave me his entire financial history in an email. Now, you don't do that. Right? <laughs> That's really not a good idea. But this guy's right. all fit to do that. He had very narrowly escaped being pretty severely ripped off by, uh, you know, unscrupulous advisor, shall we say. And him being a bit of an internet entrepreneur, he turned to Google, did some searching, found me. And on this email, great long email, at the bottom of it was this sentence, which I think I'll remember till the day I die. And he said, Pete, having watched several of your videos, we feel like we know you and can trust you, full stop. Will you work with us? Question mark. I thought, man, alive. I nearly fell off my chair. That's like a buying signal. This guy feels like he knows me and can trust me. He actually has no idea whether he can or not. I could be the sharkiest shark out there, but something of putting myself out there online consistently, really important, uh, sort of got through to him. And I get now emails every single day saying, look, I feel like I know you. You're in my ear every single week for two years, you know, can I work with you? And now I have to be pretty picky, as you can imagine. So yeah. the difference it's made is... Financial services has got a very bad reputation, justifiably. There's been a lot of bad stuff going on, a lot of uh, people ripped off, high commissions, all that sort of stuff. Um, And as advisors, very often we forget what a big deal it is for somebody to walk into our office and say, look, here is half a million quid of my money or 50 grand of my money. Uh, please help me with it. What a massive amount of trust that is to put on a stranger. Huge, absolutely. Uh, And yeah, and what the content has done is basically enabled me to just get over that sort of of initial courtship. People walk in here and they're like, okay, I got a million quid. I know how you work. I know how you think. I know I can trust you. Let's go. And there is no sales. So it's just transformed that initial step. So, I mean, like, I'm a, I mean, I'm a sales guy. I've been in sales my entire career, so I understand the sales process better than almost every other person that I meet in my world. Um, and I, when I say I mean the process, it, you know, the 9, the 10, the 12, the 13-stage process, whatever industry you're in, that will how, that's how it's going to shape. So you're fundamentally taking out the need, for want of a better term, right at the beginning of that process to prospect. You are prospecting yeah. in a very unsalesy, soft selling, not even a soft selling, just an unsalesy way where you're prospecting and then you're qualifying those prospects all in one go. So they're turning up to you saying, 
take my money, I'm ready to go. Very much so. The prospecting is is almost the easy bit. The qualifying, I've had to really kind of reverse engineer because advisors, my colleagues around the country who kind of know who I am now uh, because of uh, me doing this for so long, they say, well, surely, you know, if people are finding off the internet, you must be getting really low quality Mm. prospects, you know, some people who need to get out of debt. That almost never happens. Because of the way financial advice works here in the UK now, uh, there is no commission, essentially, which is a good thing. But that means that people have to pay us fees. And that, by definition, means that somebody who's struggling maybe to get out of debt, they're not going to be able to afford to pay me 1500 quid to become a client, right? So I think the I've sort of tried to look back at the, the whole qualifying thing. I think the difference is because I provide tools for people to help themselves. And when it comes to their finances, it's actually fairly simple. We, As an industry, we try to overcomplicate. But by providing tools for people to help themselves, they go away and do that. And it's only when they get to the point where really they think they're at the extent of their own ability to manage their own finances, do they get in touch with a professional advisor. And that's exactly the kind of people uh, that we want, really. So it just I I hardly have to ever turn somebody away based on sort of qualification criteria. I only ever turn people away because I'm too busy. Well, that's never a bad problem. It's never a bad problem. Now, I want to, let's, let's get technical here for a minute or strategic, no matter what way you want to look at it. I noticed from your podcast page on your website, for you guys tuning in, if you want to check out um, Pete and what he's all about, meaningfulmoney.tv, go get it in you right now. Um, this is interesting. On your podcast page, your season one is 163 episodes. Now, I'm going to go out on the (laughs) limb and say this, that this was probably a weekly show for 163 weeks or thereabouts. You decided that you didn't want to carry on with a weekly show and you went seasonal after that because you've got season two, season three, season four. I like this, the in-between-isodes, which I guess were bits and pieces you want to slam in (laughs) in between. What what was the... What was the uh, the mindset behind shifting from that to the seasonal approach? Yeah, again, consuming others. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I ummed and about that for a while. I mean, the first 163 episodes, definitely not a season. I call it the season that wasn't a season. <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, yeah. that's that's like 158 episodes more than yeah. most podcasts on the planet, right? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, the term in between is so I blatantly nicked from Tim Ferriss, by the way. But um, the seasons thing, it, it serves my purposes quite well because I got to the point where I dealt with all the sort of stuff I could deal with. You know, only so much stuff you can talk about from a financial point of view. You can come at it from different angles. But I wanted to basically go a little bit deeper. So by having a multi-week thing, um, I just thought, you know, I can deal with, I mean, a a season on pensions at the minute. Sounds gripping, I know. But people are so excited about it. They're sending me emails. Can't wait for you to deal with pensions in depth because we just don't do it, you know. Um, So you either have to pay somebody a lot of money to look at your pensions for you, but I'm giving them everything they need to know and everything they need to do. That's my strap line about their pensions and their retirement planning. It's such an important subject for everybody. So the seasons thing just enables me to get uh, deeper and to go deeper and longer into a subject. So it's worked really, really well. I saw my numbers spike the they essentially have doubled since I went more than doubled actually since I went uh, into a seasons format which is summer summer 2016 I shifted to that so okay that's interesting then let's deep dive a little bit more before we go on to the video stuff so you've seen them almost double just over double um why do you think that is and the caveat to that question or part two are you 
are you providing all of the episodes in these seasons at once for people to binge, or is it, is it still launched on a weekly basis when it comes about? It's still launched on a weekly basis because I'm not organized enough to <laughs> sort of record 10 in a row. It's worth folks knowing that Meaningful Money is a side project for me. I co-own and I'm managing director of a uh, multi-advisor practice here in Penzance, a 45-year established company. So I'm busy, right, with my brick yes. and mortar yes. company. So Meaningful Money is still a labor of love. Um, there's obviously overlaps, but it's still evenings and weekends mostly, right? So time is limited, so I need to make the best of it. Um, as far as why the seasons thing has worked, um, I, I, I don't know the answer to that yet. I, I think it's just... It, the podcast medium lends itself to in-depth stuff. That's why people happily listen to a two-hour podcast oh, yeah. if it's interesting, right? So um, what I'm – I'm, I'm going to revamp the website to make it – to give each podcast season its own um, page. And I have somebody converting the seasons into workbooks and stuff like that. So it's really going to help me um, repurpose the content. But as far as why it's led to a doubling of numbers, I wish I knew, man. Nobody's told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, you know, I mean, it, it, I, I always find obviously as well, because you've got, like myself, you've got a big archived amount of content there yeah. it could just be you know people deep diving into the older episodes and sharing yeah. all it takes is for one person to share one episode particularly with something like money and finances like if you've really solved the problem for someone on that particular episode they'll hit yeah, that sure. subscribe button and download a ton right there so you know that's probably it probably honestly is something as simple as that i wouldn't overthink it too much you're clearly yeah, not right. but there you go um okay so so podcast great i love the way that it's moving things along um you're still you're still blogging and you're still doing video as well am i right yeah blogging's always been the written stuff has always been a lesser aspect of what i'm doing but i've got somebody helping me with that now again taking all content repurposing it into written blogs just so that i can put one of those up and just get some what i don't have enough of is, is traffic so i will be because you know people listen to podcasts on the go download them to their uh um device and maybe never come to the site so i'm trying mm -hmm. to get much better at giving them reasons to come to the site yes. with opt-ins and stuff like that and that's working much better but i'm going to be working um with uh, an outfit called jammy digital this autumn to completely revamp the site from the ground up which i'm both very excited and a little bit daunted by because it's a big job with all the content that's on there you know yeah i mean when you get it when you get to the point where your site's got a lot of stuff on it <laughs> there's more stuff that can break ultimately right yeah. I, we're actually go or, or we went through it very recently with the youpreneur site and you know what I thought would be a six-week project ended up being a three-month project. It was it was ridiculous. Um, okay, all right. So video-wise, you say you want to get back into it a little bit more um, and focus into it. I'm curious to know from a content creator slash publishing perspective, what is going to be your focus on video now moving forward to continue to build your personal brand and everything that you're doing with meaningful money. Great question. So I've done at this point, I think 18 and 19, five minute Friday videos. Again, nice. slightly sort of tweaked from Peter McKinnon's two minute Tuesday. You see, see similar, but not the same. It's a really important go. distinction. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they are basically answering questions. As you can imagine, I get answered, asked questions on 
all the time on email and I do my best to answer as many emails as I can, but that's only helping that one person at a time. So if it's a question which will have multiple uh, people wanting to answer it, then a five minute Friday video. So that's very quick. I'm usually sat in my chair just to my left of where we're talking now and just it's a piece to camera stuff. I want really to do two other things. Um, I want to do a little bit of vlogging. I want people to get a bit of an insight as to what my day looks like. A lot of it is sitting at desk, but a lot of it is also dealing with people financial services really is a people game. It's not about the money. It's about understanding people uh, and their needs. So I want to do a bit of vlogging and I want to do more of what I used to with the sort of how to, what is type videos, the sort of uh, answering, not answering questions, but dealing with the subject succinctly in a single video. But I want to do it in a bit more interesting way than just to face the camera. So I'm really trying to plan, uh, okay, you know, how can I describe how income tax works, but in a way that'll make people laugh and, and uh, you, you know, and, and, and want to consume more. So uh, it's a real massive sort of brain uh, thing for me at the minute. It's just trying to work out how best to do this. But the five minute Fridays are going really, really well. Well, it's that it's that talk trigger that you need. You know, last week we had Jay Bear on 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 the show talking about his new book, Talk Triggers. He'll be on stage at the summit, uh, not so far from now, doing the closing keynote on the very subject. And it's that one or it's that one thing that gets people's interest that you need. And I think you know, doing something a little bit fun and a little bit tongue in cheek could work in your particular industry as well, because it is quite old and fuddy duddy and a little bit yeah. sort of boring Dry. for want of a better term. <laughs> now the videos yeah. I've seen um from you, I actually quite like them. You're really energetic. You um you use little graphics from time to time. I remember seeing a video not so long ago where um you had your hands kind of opened at about yeah. maybe 18 inches or so and there was these little graphs going and all this sort of stuff. Like I think yeah. you're already on a really, really good um road when it comes to your video stuff what i would love to see from you is that more out and about this is what i'm up yeah. to vlog style myself included i'm getting more and more involved with that now as well because it's that p2p breakdown that i always talk about the people to people relationship building where when you show more of you and what you're about people are just way more likely to fall in love with you and how you can totally. help them. Uh, and that's the goal is to become loved. It's not about being yeah. liked, you know, it's about being loved. Exactly. So I'm this week going into the studio to record the audio version of the Meaningful Money Handbook. And, um, you know, I'll take the camera along and just yes. enjoy it and have some fun, mash it together and, and stick it out on YouTube. So loads of stuff like that. I'm certainly going to be bringing my uh, camera to uh, the Upreneur Summit. That's going to be uh, a blast. I can't wait to uh, to be there in London for that. Yeah. So, I, yeah. so it's stuff like that. You know, it's just a day in the life, a week in the life stuff gets behind the... I mean, I never wear a tie, but you know what I mean? The sort of stuffy, totally. uh, fuddy-duddy image that financial services has. And uh, I'm excited to do that, really. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for you as well. All right, so this is great so far. Let's get on to something that I love talking about, and that's getting all that experience, all that know-how, all that knowledge, and putting it into one little piece of content that will be around for Ever. When you publish a book, it is around for ever. Mm -hmm plain and simple. You know, videos will come and go, podcasts will come and go, but when you've got that physical book that you can give out to people that can be passed on, that can, you know, be sold in jumble sales and car boot sales around the country 15 years from now, love that yep. kind of idea, right? So why, 
and this is a very serious question as well, why now, after all these years, come out with a book? Why didn't it, first of all, why didn't it happen sooner, Pete? <laughs> the answer to that is because I wasn't disciplined enough to sort of carve out the time and do it. But right. now, book writing is in my DNA. My dad was a church minister and he wrote half a dozen sort of theological wow, works. Okay. I remember outside on, on the landing in our house when I was growing up, he had his book covers framed, right? So it's kind of just in my DNA. This year, my big brother, who's a social worker, totally different field to me, he's just released his first book and that's going down a storm in his field. So he's kind of, it feels like it's meant to be, 2018 was the year. But I was approached. So I, again, this is just a, uh, an indication to how the sort of doors that good, consistent content creation can open. I interviewed a guy called Dan Crosby, who's a behavioral finance specialist on the podcast. His publisher rang me and said, you ever thought about writing a book? I said, well, I have actually, but I've never really been able to sort of pull my finger out and put that amount of time into something. You know how long it takes, man. Oh, yeah. So, do you know what I mean? So I, it, it really, what they provided for me, given that this was the first, was a framework for uh, writing, editing, and they've done a lot of the, uh, the stuff. But um, for me, it feels like a real, um, I think you mentioned it before we hit record here. It feels like a, like a milestone. It feels like um, a, an end of the first act, really, mm -hmm. of Meaningful Money. And producing so much content for so long really helps you distill and refine your thoughts on a subject. So really, the book is all the podcasts, all the videos distilled into its purest form. I'm super happy with it. I'm reading it for like the seventh time and now actually in book form as opposed to on a screen. So that's really exciting. And, you know, I'm reading it going thinking, yeah, this is good. You know, I, feel, I really am proud of it. <laughs> right. No, really, I'm really yeah, happy with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. I, so I recorded Rise of the Youpreneur a little earlier on in the year. It, it, it's out on audio now, but I, I recorded a little earlier on in the year and I remember I was about halfway through the second day. I'm in the sound booth. I've got the engineer through the window and we're doing well. We've just come back from a break. I get cracking again into whatever chapter it was. And I finish a chapter off and I turn around and say, but I, it wasn't like I was talking to him. I was just saying it out loud to myself. And I said, man, this is a really good freaking book I've written. <laughs> and then the engineer turns around and says, yeah, it is. I want to get a copy. <laughs> So I know exactly what you mean, man, exactly what you mean. So on a scale of one to 10, now that it's out, how excited are oh, you man. to start seeing it on social and, and people going on holiday with it and all that sort of fun? Because oh, that, for me, that's awesome. what it's about. Yeah, totally. It is a massively exciting thing. I opened, you know, when I got my author copies from the publisher, I opened them live on Facebook and I'm just like, ease, making all kinds of funny noises, right. you know, just because it's just incredible to hold a physical thing in your hand. It really does feel like a massive milestone for me. And I'm super grateful that Meaningful Money has enabled that to happen, you know, because otherwise I'd just be a guy serving his clients down here in Penzance, which is the very far, far west of, of England. And, you know, it's kind of put me on the map in many ways. So I'm super excited by the whole project, even more excited about what's to come in the future off the back of it, though. I mean, do you, look, I, I remember many years ago, and I've, I've quoted this, this gentleman on this very subject many, many times throughout the years of, of talking about books on this show. Chris Brogan, good friend. Mm -hmm. Many, many years ago, we were sitting in Vegas. I'd only really just met him for the first time. And I asked him about, um, I think Think Agents had just come out, which was yes. a very popular 
popular book he did with Julian Smith, hit the New York Times bestseller list. And I asked him, like, you know, how much money have you made? Like, you know, what's yeah. going on? Like, how much cash has it brought you? And he turned around and he said to me, and I'll quote him verbatim one more time right here on the show, publishing a book doesn't make you rich, but it will make you busy. And yeah, I've never sure. forgotten that at all. What do you think is going to come out of this? I mean, do you, I mean, you, I know you, you speak from time to time on this subject yeah. as well. Are you looking to do more of that sort of stuff as a, as a direct kind of uh, result of the book being out? Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. It's um, yeah, my world. I don't really want to speak to advisors, although I get asked to do that from a marketing perspective all the time. It always makes me smile. You know, I have zero marketing qualifications. I just kind of learn by doing, which is half the battle, of course. So I'd love to do more speaking. I'd love to maybe put on a live event around the whole meaningful money thing just to sort of inspire people to take action. It's incredibly liberating when you take control of your finances. Very often for the first time, it's just like, wow, I can. I'm not a slave to consumerism. I'm not a slave to being in debt all the time and that sort of stuff. Mm. So I'd love to enable more people to do that. I'm super excited for the audio book. I think obviously being a podcaster primarily, that's, uh, that's going to go well. Um, and I'm already planning the next one, man. You know, you, you kind of get the bug, don't you? <laughs> yeah, totally. No, no, no. I've actually, I've probably got about 20 or 30 pages of notes in, in one of yeah. my uh, idea catches for the next book. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know exactly what you mean. Okay, so last question. It's a very important one, I think, as well for everyone tuning in. What would you say out of everyone that you've worked with, what, what would you say is the average age of someone coming to you and saying to you, i got to get my stuff together when it comes to my money, mm -hmm. Pete. How do I do it? What do you, the average age, put it into some context. From the podcast, I would say mid-30s to early 40s, okay? Mm. Now, traditionally, people who come to a financial planner, particularly, though I say it myself, well-established, reassuringly expensive financial planner, uh, it generally is people in the sort of five years pre or post retirement, usually in the run-up to uh, retirement, because that's when an advisor can add the most value, in my sure. opinion. Okay. But when it comes to the podcast, very often it's people with good incomes, but with pretty serious outgoings as well. Kids in private school, maybe looking to put kids to university, um, all that sort of stuff. And they come to me to get a handle on it all. Right, They've right. tried lots of things. And it's really, financial planning is the process of bringing it all together into a cohesive plan for the future. You know, you should do this by then and this amount of money and it'll be the optimum way of doing it. And so um, I'm delighted that the podcast really has opened up what we do as financial planners to a younger yes. audience. Yeah. It's, uh, so that's, that's super exciting. I mean, people, obviously, the sooner you do this, the better yeah, it's going to be for you. Of course. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that folks with young families, you know, are getting their heads around this and uh, passing stuff on to their kids about what they learned about budgeting, all that sort of stuff. That's really exciting. I, it, again, back to the start, one of the triggers for me embarking on this whole project in 2009 was I wanted to make uh, a dent in the universe. I wanted to help more people than I could ever help one-on-one. -on -one. And I get emails every single day from people saying, look, man, you've, you know, 18 months ago, I had 25 grand with a credit card debt and you've given me the tools to get out of it. I'm now making my kids listen to you on the way to school so that you can get this message into the next generation. I just think that's an incredibly privileged position to be in. And I'm grateful that I live in a time when I can 
can, you know, basically stand in a cupboard in Penzance. Thousands <laughs> of people around the world can listen to me. It's an amazing world. I'm with it? you. Uh, we are. It, it's a great time to be doing what we're doing. That's for sure. All right. You guys tuning in, Pete Matthew, the Meaningful Money Handbook, everything you need to know and everything you need to do to secure your financial future. New book out now. Go and get it and uh, send Pete a quick tweet or whatever the case may be based on a little takeaway or two that you've got out of this uh, particular show as well. Show notes, links to everything, youpreneur.com forward slash three, one, three. Pete, thank you very, very much for coming on, my man. It was great to have you on. Thank you so much, man. I've really enjoyed it. See you in London. Yes, looking forward to it. You guys, thank you for tuning in. As always, thank you very, very much. You know I appreciate and love your attention. I'll be back at you again next week. Until then, take good care. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.